Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey. Tim Ferber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey. I got beer now. You're joining us this week. With Not beer. sponsored by Geico, for those watching the video. Oh, I got <laughs> beer now. Oh, and you're, you got beer in the old push-up uh, Panther logo, man. I think I rid my entire house of anything that was push-up Panther. Nah, I take my free stuff. Especially, well, I took it, and now I'm getting rid of it. I'm putting it in the trash can. Especially the blue and black push-up Panther. That is, like, by far, god-awful, the worst thing we've ever put our name on. <laughs> I don't know if I have that one. I do have the regular one, though. Scattered. Yeah, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. Well, uh, yeah, so we're coming off of a shootout of a game against Arkansas State, but we'll talk about that post-mortem discussion or whatever. Uh, here afterwards, we got uh, our buddy, uh, our buddy Scott Watkins of the Sunbelt Pages and Troy Fandom here to uh, talk to uh, talk to us about the game coming up this week. Welcome back, Scott. Hey, thank you for having me back. Of course, man. Of course. Uh, I, you going with the purple? Or are you guys uh, repping some purple uniform? Why are you wearing purple today, man? What's going on? That's not one of your colors. Uh, well, I just threw on a shirt about five minutes ago. I had to change the pants. Yeah, that's, that's, actually, a true, that's, that's a, that's a true fan from Alabama right there. Is, yeah, wear a shirt when you're required to, not when you uh, don't have to. <laughs> I had a um, I had a red shirt on all day, and I like that's one of the reasons I'm always late to to the the pre podcast meeting because uh, I'm always I'm changing. Usually I'm not wearing pants either, so I have to. You, put have, have, to you have a thing shirt. for not wearing pants? Yeah, duh. Doesn't everybody? Do you guys wear pants around the house just like all the time? I wear pants and shoes all the time at the house. Yeah, that's so weird, dude. You're a weird that person. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Not like your pants situation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't stand up and show us. Please don't. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so let's just I guess get right into it. Um, Scott, uh, how fearful should Georgia State fans be of a Troy team that has to kick a last-second field goal against East Carolina? To win a East Kentucky, I don't know what school it is. East Kentucky to win a game. Uh, I wouldn't say they'd have to be fearful at all. I mean, I think this is for both teams, but especially for Troy and probably for Georgia State, this is the most equal matchup that either team is going to have at at this point in the year. For Troy, at least for sure. I don't think the Trojans have played anybody that are as close to their own skill level as Georgia State is. So I, I wouldn't say either side to be fearful. I think that both sides should be very happy that both coaches are getting this game at this point in the season where we kind of feel each other out right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, we're kind of in a weird state. Uh, I'm sure you watched or at least paid attention to our game against Arkansas State where we thought that our defense had you know, turned a corner and we'll spend a lot of the next segment talking about how that's <laughs> maybe not the case. So, uh, you know, Troy seems to have a pretty good offense. And I, I, I was watch, looking on the, the Sunbelt boards or whatever, as Panama said, if Troy's game plan comes out to throw the ball, then they have a very good shot of winning that game. But if they come out to run the ball, then there's a really good shot we can shut them down. And, um, and if people on message boards know that, I'm pretty sure that a highly paid head coach of a college football team knows that as well. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter who Troy's going to play. They're going to come out and throw the ball in first down, second down, and third down. It doesn't matter too much. Okay, so we can go ahead and chalk this one up as a big loss, and the Panthers yeah. pop, move on. No, 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 no. Not a big loss. Who do I have on tap to come on? 
another another hundred point game on on the on the record books here. Is that what we're gonna do? We're gonna break the Arkansas State record. We just well, we didn't make a record, right? That was uh somebody I else. Think I think it was a, a total Sun Belt record. Yeah. It was. I, I think ESPN fucked up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They did. yeah. Okay. No, Arkansas State was involved in the highest scoring game, I think. Yeah, with Middle Tennessee. At least among the uh, the current Sun Belt teams. Amongst current Sun Belt teams, it was the highest scoring game. All right, well, fair enough. Uh, yeah, you guys got a question. I got stuff to talk about. I drone on forever. So what, what do you guys got? Tim, you probably have something planned. I don't, actually. I barely made this podcast, man. Just give me a minute. I'll think of something. Fantastic. Um, fantastic. I know um, Ryan's prepared with a good question. Ryan, do you know what time the game is? <laughs> uh, what four o'clock? We're gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm really excited because we're gonna go to the stadium. Scott, are you actually going to the game, or are you gonna come to the stadium and watch it with us? I should be at the uh, game in Troy. All right. Cool. Troy's a lot closer to where I am. Oh, right on. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I think I knew you were from there, but I didn't know if you were in Atlanta or not. Nope. <clears throat> No, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, Scott, you you did the Sun Belt pages. Uh, you uh, you uh, were on talking about that. I went back and took a took a look at it before this, and you had predicted Troy to uh, finish third in the East, Georgia State fifth in the East. Are you still holding on to those, or is it still a little too early for you to change oh, that? Man. It's it's so wild because Coastal Carolina threw a wrench in the whole process, and there's just really no telling how this is going to change, how this is going to come out. You're looking at five teams that in a normal season could all easily win six games or more. Yeah, but like when you came on the podcast before, like you say Coastal Carolina threw a wrench in it, but you called it. You called it, man. You were like Coastal Carolina is the team, and like they're going to come out and they're going to surprise everybody, and then lo and behold, like here they come. You were the one who knew. I I, I appreciate that, but I don't, honestly, I don't think that even I knew that it was going to be like this. And they, look, <laughs> they look crazy good right now. Yeah. They do look good. They do look good. Um which is really annoying to me. I don't like that they look good. I, I want them to look bad. I want them to look as bad as their school colors are. That's what I want out of Coastal Carolina. Oh, man. That's pretty bad. That's rough. I mean, <laughs> well, they're, they're definitely probably, running the – Wait, there's, wait, there's probably my uh, third least favorite team in the conference and in our division. You know, I got I to gotta put Troy down there as my last place team, right? Last place. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't, like Troy. I don't mind Troy at all. I don't mind Troy. Um, no, we just gotta beat them. It's like, man, no, we just gotta beat Troy. Troy. I do want to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Right. So apparently, Troy has like some kind of weird kryptonite against us. I don't know, but uh, I made a joke earlier. But seriously, Scott, what happened in that game last week against uh, Eastern Kentucky? I went back and looked at the the scoring, and Troy never took a you know maybe a two score lead at one point, but. They were in the lead of the game for the most part, and then just that last drive by East Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky came back to take a lead. But it was 25. They took a lead with 25 seconds. So you, I have to imagine everybody in the great state of East Kentucky were uh, ecstatic about uh, taking that lead, figuring we've won this game over an FBS program, and then you guys come back, march on the field to take a you know, field goal win with two seconds to go, like. What happened in that game? Like, what was going on? Were you guys missing players? What happened? No, uh, it's, it was, it's a very weird game to judge by the box score, too, because uh, Troy put up a ton of numbers on offense. Outside of Eastern Kentucky's 90-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter, the defense is actually super solid the entire game. But what 
turned this game from a 20-point win to a heart attack win was three turnovers on Troy's own side of the field and 130 penalty yards, which took away a couple of big returns that probably would have led to points and would have led to a a much bigger win. But uh, it's it's those two things and all those – all those mistakes that that led to it, um, <clears throat> and hopefully they'll rectify that this week. It, you you see what happens if you if you turn the ball over a lot on your own side and you commit all these penalties. You go from a blowout win against Eastern Kentucky to it needing a needing a field goal. <clears throat> and if it wasn't for the kick return that came right after EKU's touchdown, Troy would not have won this game. Right, right. Um, I mean, you could chalk it up. I think a, a lot of uh, programs. Uh, played down to their competition. You had that, that FCS team coming in. You guys were, what, uh, two and one going to that game. Uh, the guys just kind of feel a little overly confident about it, maybe take some <laughs> four quarters, get their legs underneath them to figure out how to win the game. Uh, I was uh, following the score along on Saturday while I was watching the other games and everything. And uh, when I saw them take that, when I saw East Kentucky take that lead, I was like, oh, this will be fun. This will be a fun thing to talk about on Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was nervous. I was up there in the press box shaking a little bit. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'd already have you. I didn't already have you agreed to come back on uh, for this game. It was kind of like assumed, at least it was assumed on my part. But I would have loved to have you on here and really beat you down on, on that. Of course, you don't turn around, then we'll end up losing. If I give you crap about it, if I give you a lot of crap, then we'll end up losing. So. So are the uh, are the Sun Belt pages going to do like a midseason reshuffle of the rankings? Are you gonna are you looking at anything like that? So I just started thinking about it. My whole process is not very professional. It's okay. Let me, I let me think about it. Let me think what I'm about what I want to do, and then I'll just randomly do it on a random day, with no editing, no nothing, just throw it all together and say, this is good. I'll send this to Thomas and see if he likes it and we'll, we'll throw it up. It sounds like our podcast. <laughs> I don't, that sounds a lot, like a lot more preparation than our podcast does. I literally sat down and went, well, when I met you guys around four o'clock today and I'm like, I've done absolutely nothing other than getting Scott to come on. I, I was still messaging later on. I'm like, you are still doing this, right? We did agree. I, can't remember. <laughs> I was drunk when I was messaging you. I'm not sure exactly. So, um, uh, what else have? Uh, I had a question for you. Oh, so going into this, back to the Sunbelt pages, you had stated that a big question mark for you guys was going to be the new quarterback, uh, Gunnar Watson. And I just want to say that a quarterback named Gunnar is probably the most best quarterback name of all time. Uh, but yeah, Gunnar Watson, uh, You've already said that you expect to throw on the first three downs of every uh, series or every um, play, whatever I'm talking about. Uh, you you like what you've seen out of Gunnar Watson? He looks good. He's He's got his uh, growing pains that he's working on, but for the most part, he looks really good, especially for how often he has to throw the ball, which is almost 40 times a game. But he is leading the Sun Belt in yards per game by almost 24 yards, and, he, and Quad Brown is in second place right now. But Gunner looks very good. He's completing almost 70% of his passes. Most of them are line of scrimmage or, you know, in between him and the five yards ahead of him. But that's still pretty solid for somebody who's never started before this year. Right. So Gunner does look look very, very good right now. So, so what, you go, I'm sorry, one question, one follow-up, and I don't even know which one of you guys made a comment. Um, so you said you had to uh, uh, pass it through the ball quite a bit. 
you had said one of the strengths you had was the pair of quarter pair of running backs on the team. Are they just not panning out like you expected them to this year? So they are running the football. They are. Uh, B.J. Smith was the uh, the big guy coming back. Um, he hasn't found a whole lot of running lanes, but true freshman Kamani Vidal has exploded. He's got back-to-back games of 100-plus rushing yards, and he's the first true freshman in Troy history to do that. And he's he's really come along uh, against Eastern Kentucky. The run game was absolutely stuck in the mud until Vidal came in and broke off two straight 20-yard runs, and he just exploded from there. And so he is an absolute uh, – just a truck is what Gunnar Watson actually described him as. And they're both heavily, well, BJ Smith really is heavily involved in the pass game too. So you're going to see the running backs often. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ryan, what were you going to ask? Yeah. I was just going to ask about um, your offensive line. Cause I mean, if you're, if you're dumping it off with short passes and then like kind of the running game is um, stuck in the mud. I mean, I guess it's not super stuck in the mud um, from what you just said. It might've been personnel issue there, but um, is offensive line just struggling or, or what? Right now, they are trying to get, gain their footing a little bit. It was definitely a really, really rough start. A lot of quarterback hurries, a lot of sacks. Uh, and then against Texas State, they, they had their best game. Did not give up a single hit on the quarterback. There were a couple sacks against Eastern Kentucky. Uh, the run run blocking has not been very good this year. Uh, that's where Vidal has come in. He It's hard to take him down on the first hit, and that's kind of why he's been uh, – slowly been brought along as the new running back number one. But it'll really be, you know, Vidal and Smith still. Smith is a pass-catching running back now. But, yeah, the offensive line, it's it's struggling a little bit. So if you could put in a good word with uh, Troy's head coaches to have a run-oriented game, we would definitely be very appreciative of that. I don't think it's going to happen. Look at the stats when you mention uh, Vidal and Smith. It, that's pretty solid, Vidal's. Averaging 7.9 yards, carry. That's impressive, but yeah, he's, he's I don't good. think that'll happen in this game. Yeah, he he he's come along. Um, the coaches have raved about him since fall practice. He uh, committed two summers ago. He got offers late from LSU, Memphis, South Carolina, but stayed at Troy. And that's the kind of running back that we're dealing with right now. He's very very good. I think we just have to hope uh, Fuqua shows up because I think that's the major difference with Arkansas State. And I'll never say his name right because I can't. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. It's not like he listens. Follow <laughs> us uh, on Twitter. He wanted I mean, to was, let us all know. I feel like that was, that was the major difference, right? We, like, we weren't able to do anything against Arkansas State. And, like, I, we, we, we all felt like, um, well, we're going to talk about it, so I won't get too, too big into yeah. it. Yeah. As long as you know, as long as he's he's back playing, call, uh, playing, ah, calling plays, um, I think we're probably in pretty good shape defensively. That is the question. We'll find out on Saturday. I mean, we've got no idea uh, about what that defense is going to be like. Uh, Troy's got a a rough road ahead of him. Uh, obviously, this game, but you said is a um, you know in your mind is kind of a toss up at this point or evenly matched teams. And look at your schedule after us. You head up to those um, 59 points scoring Red Wolves of Arkansas State. And then uh, then you head over to the, I mean, be careful. To, you tell your team to be careful. They head over to Statesboro to play the, uh, whatever that crap is. And then you host currently ranked Coastal Carolina. Uh, yeah, I mean, then your, your follow-up game at Middle Tennessee State and then Appalachia. I mean, it's not an easy road for, for Troy. This is. It's a must-win game for us if we have if we want to have any 
interest in being in consideration of representing the East. But uh, this is a start of a road for you guys where you guys really need to. That's not a question. I'm just like talking shit at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, hard. It's tough matchups coming up. Yeah. I'll the summarize it for you. Rough. It, it's definitely a rough road right there in the middle. Yeah. Sure. Isn't it that awesome, though, that you just named a bunch of Sunbelt teams and said it's going to be hard? Like, like we're, we're the, the, the league in and of itself is playing, like, such a high level of football right now. Like, could you imagine what, you know, what we looked like against Arkansas State against, like, almost any other G5 te- team from any other conference, like we, we would have just lit them up and been done. Our offense certainly looked good on Saturday, but I don't know if I'm going to go that far. All um, of them. Everyone outside the Sun Belt, we lit them every, up. Every, every team, like, yeah. 100%. Probably put up more, more points against Bama than Georgia did, right? <laughs> uh, Some fighting words. I'm looking at the schedule and I'm looking at FB schedules and there's an HC next to Georgia State's name on your schedule. Is this your homecoming game? It is. It's the homecoming game. How little do you think of the Georgia State Panthers that <laughs> you do back-to-back home, uh, home games and you – or actually three home games in a row and you choose the closest located conference school to be your homecoming game and you didn't do that East Carolina – what are they are? East Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. You don't, you don't pick them for your homecoming game. You're like, no, Eastern Kentucky, that could be a, a last-second field goal game, but Georgia State <laughs> Panthers, we'll get them. We'll get them early and we'll get them often. Yeah, I don't know who came up with that idea. I'm not entirely sure. It might be the whole they're trying to get it as late as possible uh, without making it too late, one of those deals, because, of course, after this week, Troy's got two straight road games. You've got Monroe December 5th. Come on. That's, see, that's really late. I don't think Troy's interested in having a homecoming while the students are at home, literally uh, at home. No, no, finals are after December 5th. I know that. My, my birthday is December 9th, and I had finals on my birthday. So, no. Yeah, you're probably right. David, David, things change. You know, like dates move around. The the whole seasons are, are – to- I mean, I, I don't know what it looks like right now, but, like – Wait, you know. did something happen to, to change what the season looks like this year? I Did I miss something? You were talking about your finals from when you were in college. Like, how long ago was that, man? The 90s were not that long ago, right? <laughs> is Troy sending students home after Thanksgiving, Scott? Is that what it is? or? Uh, usually after Thanksgiving, uh, the games are not really attended by anybody oh. that's a student. Yeah, I went to the App State game after Thanksgiving last year, and there were – right before kickoff, I counted, there were actually more App State football players in the student section than students, which was weird. All right, well, because of that, I'm going to call another some shenanigans and BS on Sunbelt Conference right here. So you guys do not have a large student base the last couple of weeks of the season, yet you get Monroe and South Alabama, the two cupcakes of, you know, the conference, Texas State, whatever. Uh, and we always get, like, our last two games are Southern and Appalachian State. Well, neither of those games were scheduled for the end of the season. UL Monroe was actually supposed to be the season opener, and it got moved. Oh, that's right, because the fifth was supposed to be the championship game, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the 12th was supposed to be the championship game. And now it's the 19th. And now it's the 19th. All right. Well, okay. So, anyways, I still want to call shenanigans on Sunbelt Conference, but – We were supposed to end with a road game at Appalachian State for, like, the the third straight year. That's a Sunbelt I know. That's yeah. a Sunbelt. That's the Sunbelt. Yeah. 
Well, uh, at least you get them in November. I mean, even though it's late, we've played them in December up there, and it's uh, it can get brutal up in Boone. Oh yeah, uh, two years ago I went up there to the uh, Troy App State game. There's, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, it's almost like a mini vacation for me. Boone is a little bit different than Troy. I really, I really want to go. I'm excited to go to App State at some point. I just haven't yeah. found my uh, my window yet. It's hard having little kids or kid running around the house makes it a little bit difficult to get uh, little weekend road trips away and everything. So yeah. my window is having a chance to win. That's where <laughs> I want to. The chance to win. Every game you play, there's a chance. Yeah, to we win. all have a chance to win, but I want us to be a better team when we go up there. How about that? I think we. I think we. Well, we can talk about this, you know, later on, but. We, this may be our year against uh, Appalachian State. They are a little down. So, uh, yeah, what do you think? You think uh, uh, App State showing some vulnerabilities this season, or is it just a? Yeah, we've talked about this quite a bit on our uh, Sunbelt Pages podcast, where App State really just not does not look like who they should be. Zach Thomas went in as pretty much the unanimous face of the Sunbelt number one quarterback in the league and i said it a couple days ago on our podcast he's probably like the sixth or seventh best quarterback right now in in the conference so yeah they they do look rough but at the same time nobody should overlook them nobody because they've got they've got the best cornerback combo in the entire country you can quote that whatever you want that they are the best two corners in this in this uh in the fbs really and that's why I'm looking forward. I'll go ahead and, and jump ahead. I, I'm looking forward to that Arkansas State game with them because Arkansas State, as you guys know, have two very good wide receivers, and I'm absolutely looking forward to that battle. Well, we're not sure if Arkansas State has any good wide receivers or not. All we know is that our cornerbacks like to stay 10 to 12 feet away from all wide receivers as if they're in the same game because I saw Jay Adams go moss somebody on your secondary. It was no five-yard separation. I don't know either. I was drinking while I was watching that game, and I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. I'm literally just watching the ball. I don't see anybody around it. I went for that ball across that line, and preferably they have the yellow paint on or the CGI on there so I know what I'm talking about. When they, whenever they don't run that, I'm like, was it good? I have no idea where they were. I've got no idea. But there wasn't a ton, and we'll, again, we'll talk about this, but I wasn't mad at a lot of plays. Uh, like, 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 uh, Scott was saying, like, I, I thought we were actually playing on point. They were just, their offense is just nuts, man. Yeah. And Ben, Ben Moore, Panther talk has gone on multiple times talking about how, uh, potent the Arkansas state offense is. So, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, it's Ben. I don't even believe that guy. What's what he says. <laughs> he makes that look a bit up. He does listen, dude. He does. I know he does. I know he does. <laughs> uh, Troy is favorite in this game, two and a half point favorite, which I guess is kind of a toss up game. Even Vegas doesn't really know what's going on. Um, I saw one and a half points for Troy. I, I saw it was like a total toss up. Is uh, what I saw somewhere. Like it was a few days ago, though. Yeah, yeah it's two and a half now. The money may have changed a little bit, so it's two and a half points. Troy favorite. Uh, I would not put money on this game myself. I think I saw somebody said. Uh, I'm not a betting man, but if this was my first game to bet on, I would not bet on it. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. The very first game I ever bet on was a Troy versus Georgia State game, yeah, and well, I lost. So I don't, I don't cover, I don't bet. Right. On I say, well, even when, even at our worst, <laughs> even when we were going like undefeated in seasons, well, that one season, we went undefeated minus one before as well. But anyhow, 
we were still covering spreads. Like Vegas had no idea how to uh, figure out the spread. I was like, oh, it was Alabama was going to win by 57. Ha <laughs> ha, 56. Ah, you did not get it, <laughs> Alabama. Pretty much what happened to me because it was the 2016 season and uh, Troy was favored. I can't remember by how much, 18, 20 points. And it ended up being like a 14 point game or something. It was weird. Yeah. Troy was rolling too. So I was like, oh, this is, this is easy. <laughs> easy no, money. No, Georgia State beat Troy last season, right? That, last that, was, year, yeah. that was before the, the crumble and everything. So there's definitely going to be some revenge, I would imagine, from a lot of Troy players because they feel like they're supposed to beat us because the record books show that Troy always always beats us in all sports. And everything. And it's in it's possible. Uh, the, other, the other layer that goes on top of it is this is a very big, you know, recruiting battle type game too. Georgia State and Troy go after the exact same players in the exact same regions. I mean, just look at Troy's defensive lineman, Will Cholo, committed to Georgia State, switched to Troy, and now he's all-conference player. This is that kind of – Well, to be fair, I heard that we uh, actually uh, took our offer away from him before that. Probably not a great idea. (laughs) I made that up. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to – anybody that decommits or uh, does not accept a Georgia State offer, I want to say that we – uh, rescinded the offer. <laughs> we go on. Sorry, Scott. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go, I, actually, I did mean to interrupt, but uh, he, he always means to interrupt everyone. Yes, but it was the, the show was better when you were talking than me. So go for it. And he froze. Excellent. We got a good right. picture for him right there. Well, I will say that uh, <laughs> it looks like ESPN FPI gives us a thirty percent chance of winning, which I <laughs> like. Oh, he's back. Wait, maybe not. Yeah, so I lost you for like 20 seconds. That's all good. It's all good. Uh, Tim was talking a lot of crap about you personally, which I thought was inappropriate. But we'll get, we'll <laughs> Weird, get back man. to football. Uh, so, Tim, you're saying that uh, ESPN FBI has Georgia State favored 53% in that game? Yeah, 53 or 54%. So, um, I mean, I think this game's a total toss up. I don't, as long as it's not a track meet. I feel better, and Fuque will be back. He's proven that obviously he needs to be on the sidelines for us to have a defense. I also, uh, if I can remember, I'll post a screenshot of a text conversation I have with Tim where he says, FPI is total bullshit. And I said, unless it has us winning, then he goes, well, of course, then I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we didn't talk about your defense, uh, Scott. Like, So obviously our offense seems to be firing on all cylinders. What's the defense like for Troy? Is that, um, you know, rush, uh, pass? Where where are your weaknesses there? So the defense is it's certainly improved from last year when it was just an absolute mess and it couldn't stop anything whatsoever. It's come it's 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 coming along. The front seven I think is a little bit stronger than it was last year. A couple of linebackers have really stepped up alongside the All American and Carl, Carlton Marshall. But the biggest thing is in the secondary. Last year, the new DC he he brought in a uh, he changed the scheme to where it's it's a press man type deal, and then we ran out of corners and safeties, and the whole thing fell just fell apart, and they were getting shredded up and down the field. This year, the whole focus has been keeping everybody in front of you, making sure that the wide receivers stay in between you and the quarterback, and just minimizing big plays so they they switch to more of a zone type deal, and it's worked. There aren't very many big plays. 
People get upset because teams are marching up and down the field because we're giving them those five yards, five yard routes. But I've been impressed with how Troy plays in short field situations. Because if you're going to give people those yardage, you've got to be able to do, to defend the red zone. They did that last week. You know, I, like I mentioned with the three turnovers, they on, Eastern Kentucky only got six points out of that, two field goals. So that's kind of where the defense is sitting right now. I kind of wish our defense was like that last week. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like we gave away a lot bend, of Bend, but don't break. But last week was more of a bend and break entirely type yeah. deal. For Georgia State, we were yeah. socially distancing from the offensive players to make sure that we didn't get too close. That's all. That makes yeah. sense. That, when you said that joke earlier, it just didn't go over, and so you decided, like, I'm just going to ram it through again. That's well, usually, thing. Ryan, you're talking over, so I just want to make sure people could hear it. That's true. That's true. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Do you uh, have any predictions on the game? Scott, you know, are you going to put any uh, numbers out there? I don't like doing predictions a whole lot. Just, I just don't like being wrong. I'm, I'm right all the time. I'm never not, <laughs> not right, you know. So I don't, I don't want to put myself out on a limb if I haven't uh, looked too hard at it. And like all I right, said, I don't, I don't guess on anything Troy and Troy related, and especially Troy and Georgia State related. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I would pick your basketball team over ours most of the time. Most yeah, likely, they've really got us. <clears throat> It reminds me of like Steve Spurrier against Georgia. Oh yeah, just yeah, owned it. Just owned doesn't it. matter what the team looks like ever. We could be the best play, best team on the planet, and they can be the worst team on the planet. Doesn't matter. They're gonna win. I don't even know what the record is, but it just feels like that's true. It feels like <laughs> Troy's always, and it, especially if we're rolling and they're struggling. I feel like that Troy always has that way of playing spoiler to Georgia yeah. State in basketball. It's really weird because even last year is a whole new coach, an entirely new team, and it still happens. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for rubbing in there. I really appreciate that, man. I think it's the Atlanta curse, pretty much. Yeah. Just well, we'll see what happens this year. Troy's got an entirely new basketball team yet again, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, well hopefully we can get you back on. Uh, I haven't decided how we want to handle basketball with getting some guests on and everything, but um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I mean, fun to have on here. I like it. It's good. But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys got any more uh, Troy questions for Scott before we? Uh, let him go and make fun of him. <laughs> Not really. I'm good. I'm ready to make fun of him now. On. Hey, thanks for uh, being on, Scott. Uh, everyone, check out the Sunbelt pages if you have not done so already, uh, because we're going to be apparently getting a really good mid-season recap that will be written out haphazardly and delivered to us. Reviewed by <laughs> at no some one. point. <laughs> We don't have timing yet. Maybe. Maybe. It's still a big maybe. maybe. I may decide not to do anything whatsoever. Just <laughs> nothing. Well, I'll pay $2 for it, whatever it is. Then I'll then I'll charge people because my original idea was not to charge people, but now I will charge nice. people. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. To be paid for. Just oh. re-release what you released in the beginning of the season. Ryan will pay $2. Easy. I will. I'll release it. Yeah, maybe. I won't change a thing. This is, this is my update. <laughs> Just be like, I was right. So here, here's the mid-season review. Change everything so that anything that you were wrong about, you just change it to be correct, and everything you were right about, you just kind of keep that in there. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Scott. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Well, yeah, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy yourself at the game, and you're not too upset when you're uh, leaving the stadium with a uh, your second loss of the season. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> See you, dude. Hey, hey, thank you, yeah. Scott. Thank you. Oh, man, I, I think I'd not even kicked him out. I, I kicked him out of the entire system. Huh. Sorry, Scott. What? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was doing it in the thing. Back, back, whatever. I really did it at the exact same time that I did. So yeah. uh, hey, our buddy, uh, Zach, I want to give his heads up that I'm at Arkansas State game. It was the highest first half points in some uh, history. So. All yeah. right. I mean, I'll take it. That was a nutso game, man. I mean, we scored. I mean, that's a that was a very high scoring game. It was a seventy one point spread. I mean, you know, whoever whoever picked the over, they could have done that a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we kind of knew it'd be a high scoring game. Did we say that? I think we thought it'd be a high scoring game, but I don't think that anybody thought we're talking about a hundred plus. No. No, and I mean this. We kind of touched on earlier, and and, and we we talked about it too. Where like people talk smack about our our defense and like reviews of the game and stuff, and they were like, "Oh, Georgia's defense just kind of lets anyone do anything." And I'm like, "I really only let Arkansas State do anything. Like we our defense was pretty stout beforehand. We you know we've been talking week in and week out now about how our how good our defense looks." That was the question I had coming out of the game, and so you know Ryan came over. Uh, Tim had to take a nap and he couldn't make it. Uh, so, you know, we, we watched the game together and we were enjoying the game. Like, we're like, man, like, you know, we can score at will, but, you know, we're not stopping them and everything. But leaving that game, I didn't, I wasn't so concerned about the defense until sobriety kicked in and I, I you know, hopped on Panther Talk and everyone just ripping about how our defense has not changed from last season whatsoever at all. And I'm like, wait a minute, weren't we bragging about our defense? in the first two games and granted Lafayette put up some points on us and, you know, you know, but they were, they were a ranked team and they were doing well, but we did not give up an offensive touchdown to the East Carolina from the American conference. We felt pretty good about defense, right? We felt really good about defense going that game. Is it really just Fuquay not being there at that game that really changed it that much? Or was it, Hugh Quay not being there and Arkansas State is mad serious offense and we couldn't figure it out. I mean, I think he must be calling plays because um, I mean, it, it. I mean, it. It was like night and day difference. I, I feel like our our defensive players in previous games were like everywhere they needed to be on every single play. Like every time there was a screen pass, we just knock it. I mean, we we just hit the guy like immediately. I, I remember like commenting that on Eastern Carolina. And um, I'm, we just weren't doing that this time. You know, we weren't exactly where we needed to be every time. And that, to me, screams coaching, not not play, you know? What was your perspective, Tom, uh, watching it by yourself with, between your naps? Um, I don't really have a perspective because I don't want to deal with Ryan. So I'm just going <laughs> to ask him this question lately. No, but so, but do do you think that our defense really has not changed from last season, or it was just a bad game, or where do you think is it just Fuquay and having not been there was the problem, or that where this is have to be something to look forward to for the rest of the season? I think he wasn't there. I mean, it's not fair to him. He probably plays a huge role in calling plays and schemes and. You know, you can't just turn the keys over to someone else and say, do what I do, right? right. It never works. Whatever it is, it's not just football. It's almost anything. 
So, I mean, I'm hope, hopefully we're all wrong. Hopefully the defense comes back with Troy and, you know, performs better. I mean, we, don't get another boat race or track me. We can't do it. Yeah, so I, mean, I think it's kind of the same thing that Scott said, that this game is going to be a big, uh, you know, show us who these two teams are. You know, Troy is three and one right now, or one and three. Is that right? One and three. Um, we'll find out who these two teams are because they're pretty much evenly compared uh, coming out of this game. So, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I just don't buy that. Like, I don't, I don't see how we even I, like I, we've been playing so well. Um, I, I don't I I do not see how we're evenly compared to Troy. Like, I feel like people who like the money might be going to Troy, but like reviews that I've seen, people are like, Oh yeah. Even though the money's going that way, like I'm going to take Georgia state. Like people that are paying attention to Sunbelt stuff, people who talk about Sunbelt sports and like are, you know, watching them week in and week out are calling it for us. I like those people. I mean, I I think they're right. I mean, I mean, I, I, what I've seen is a really solid football team, you know? I hope so. I hope so. Um, the weird thing was, you know, it was right before the game started, like literally, because one of the things that it's great to be on ESPN, these, this national kind of exposure, but it also kind of sucks because it's not the same thing as being every other team on ESPN. There's no like pregame show that talks about the matchup or anything. It's like they're talking about like the horse races last week and like, and now we'll go right into our next scheduled item. Well, even halftime, we were we were talking about it because they went immediately into Georgia Alabama coverage, and we were like, right. "Who's watching this Georgia State Arkansas State game?" And during halftime, wants to hear about this, right? You know, yeah. like like who's, who but is it that? It comes into the game. It comes right into the game, and uh, we hear about Destin Coates uh, missed the game, and a few Quay missed the game, and they didn't say why. Obviously, the assumption at the time was COVID has. I mean, people even said COVID protocol since then, but I've not heard anything from the news from Georgia State from anybody that's said why Coates and why Fuquay were not at the game. It we just assume it's COVID. I don't know. I think if it was COVID, you'd probably would have um, had more players out uh, via because of contact tracing. And I don't know if they announced other ones and we just didn't care about the the other ones that were out. But typically with COVID now, you're going to get like a chain of people who have yeah. come in contact. That was strange to me because you just never saw any kind of updates on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that but was. These don't like just miss games, right? I mean, that's not normal. Right. No, and I, I think they even said that Fuquay didn't even make the trip, or yeah. and maybe Coates didn't either. I don't know. Yeah. But it's kind of weird that it leak out early because you figure people are not on an airplane. Paying... It's been quiet, right? I mean, we haven't heard any updates. Right? It's been. Well, I think that um, Coates is on the depth chart for this week. I saw that, which is good. Fuquay is expected to be there, so yeah. Uh, What I've come to, my note was I put on there was there was that blocked punt in the very beginning of the game that resulted in a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that is, it's not the point of the game, but we lost by a touchdown. That was a touchdown. Special teams has still been a factor for us that's not been coming through as well. I In our little text back and forth, I made a comment about how, you know, there's three phases of football. We're playing one of them. And playing I'm, that one phase really well. Very well. And the other two, we've not played it. 
It's like you, you do your, your role-playing game, and it's like, you know, you have, like, strength and wisdom and mana and endurance. And we're like, you know, strength. All our hit points go to strength. And then, yeah, you get nothing else. We just have a really, really potent offense. Hopefully special teams can get it together. They've had three games now to kind of – I mean, I feel like special teams didn't do as poorly this past game than in the other two. So, you know, there's that to look yeah. forward to that they're – slightly improving i guess defense is obviously just left field forget it um and then offense i mean it's great just continue what you're doing yeah the offense is so good that we didn't mention this at all uh arkansas state fired the defensive coordinator after our game yeah that's what we bring out in teams you get rid of your coaches because we do so well well no it's kind of early in the season for a coaching change like that in college especially I mean, apparently the head coach and defensive coordinator were, were good buddies. This is, I don't know. Do you, could you see Sean Elliott doing something like this with Fuquay? No. No. I, should he? And, and no. I'm not saying that, I'm not asking should Fuquay be fired. I'm saying four games into a wackadoo season, should you consider firing your defensive coordinator? I mean, we're not paying attention to the history of that anyway, so we don't know how well you know they did last year, whoever that was. You know, I mean, there's probably a lot more leading up to it. It's probably not just four games of the season that he's failed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was that was really strange to me to see that happen. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean we, can, we can wear that as a badge of honor. Like, if we put up 52 points on you, if we put up over 50 points on you. Bits of quarter may not be coming back next week. Anytime Georgia State scores 50 plus, you're fired. I think I drunkenly replied to some tweet about that coming out was, uh, we may not beat you, but we'll dismantle you. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. Uh, So, yeah, so Arkansas State sucked. Uh, Troy, who knows? We are doing the watch party at the the stadium. Yeah, are you going to come, Tim? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Ryan, what? Ryan, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I, I me and uh, Izzy, I've got her. Um, she's really excited to run around on the field while while uh, we watch football. So she's like, I don't want to go. Football is boring for that long. And I'm like, okay, well, you can run around on the field. And she was like, oh, I want to go. Yeah, that's my plan is to go up there with the uh, with Coop. And uh, as long as it's, there is like a fifty percent chance of rain, I think I maybe a a game day decision on whether I go up there. I did have the opportunity to talk to a few people at uh, Georgia State today, and they've had a pretty good turnout so far because they, they only announced the watch party yesterday, and um, they've got a good turnout of registered RSVPs. So I think you know we should go out there. We should do it. They're going to be selling beer. Why would you not go? They're selling beer. Yeah, we can't bring food and stuff though, right? There's no like picnics allowed. No, I asked about that tonight, and uh, they said no. No. Oh. That's okay. Not, not the first time. I think they want to see how it goes doing yeah. a, a watch party there. And then maybe if it's a good reception, they can uh, talk about that. I don't think there'll be any point where we can bring our own booze to it, which I kind of get. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not even mad about the food thing. I just thought it would be extra cool. I'm, but I, I get it. I get why they wouldn't do that. <laughs> and now here's a little special appearance by my daughter. <laughs> hey, you need to go back, back to bed, big kid. Oh boy. She's too scared to go to bed. Because it's Tuesday. 
It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Why would you not be scared to go to bed? Uh, but yeah, I um, I, I mean, doing these watch parties like the Braves have been doing them up there for these games they couldn't uh, do so far. I think it's, it's a cool thing. I would like to become a real. They're doing free beach tiles, like the first 150 people that show up. So you can like lay out there in the field and watch on the big screen. Actually, uh, I heard that there was a, a women's soccer game. They played there on Thursday, like a little ahead of the football game. And once the game was, once the women's soccer game was over, they just turned the big billboard on to the Georgia State game football game. They, they all sat out there in the field and they watched the game from the field. I like it. It's like a giant TV. Just watch whatever you want, right? It's amazing how things work. So, well, have you seen the have you seen the clips of uh, when they first built the uh, Cowboy Stadium and the people playing like Xbox on that giant? Yeah, like they're playing Halo yeah. or something like that on the big. Yeah, yeah, that looked like so much fun. I mean, it's like, good God. I'm playing a Halo on a like you know, five million dollar screen right now. Yeah, it's like the largest screen on the planet or something. I mean, it's cool. What they should have done because it's got two sides to it. They should have gone like the other direction and just played Battleship. Where like one guy gets on one side of the stadium, and he can see his his board, and the other guy can see his board, and they're using this five million dollar screen. I'm I have no idea. How much it may cost fifty million dollars. I've got no. It could cost five hundred thousand. I've got no idea how much it cost. But I thought you were gonna go land party, you know, like play old school Halo and like hook it up and like have four people on one side and four people on the other side as the teams. Have y'all been to that stadium? Huh? Have y'all been to that to Jerry World? No, I have been. It's literally nothing but a big screen with a like seats around it. It's, <laughs> it's like a massive movie theater. I, I was watching the game and I, I kept on forcing myself to look at the field because the screen was just too enticing. I'm like, no, you're you're t- literally taking away from the gameplay. Like, you go to a music concert in that stadium, you would just end up watching TV the entire night. You would watch. <laughs> The person five miles away from you standing on stage looking like a little ant singing and dancing or doing whatever they're doing but like you watch the video and it's it's like better than your own site <laughs> yeah well I, I, what i'm trying to get at is i don't really care for that stadium whatsoever yeah, yeah, yeah that's my least favorite nfl stadiums to go to uh, like mbs man i like uh the openness like it draws you into the field and then when you want to get a replay you look up right Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, MBS. Yep. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, yeah. Uh, also, I feel like they blew their entire video budget uh, wad on that big, huge screen. There are no screens at Jerry World. They're, like, just in the concourse. Like, if you're standing in line to get a beer or a hot dog, there's not a TV up there. There's not a 27-inch TV up there with the game going on. There's That doesn't exist. Right. got to go in there inside. Maybe they just can't run enough power in there. I don't know. Make another oil pump or something. <laughs> uh, so we've been going for 45 minutes or so. We can go ahead and, and uh, talk start about the other games. Uh, last week's games, um, Coastal, big win over Lafayette. Uh, not surprised it happened, but I don't think I was necessarily expecting that win. Uh, that's only a game really worth talking about, I guess. And I might not want to talk about it, but uh, they're both ranked now. I don't know how Lafayette's still ranked. I don't know. With everyone else playing and stuff, yeah. And, and they're ranked ahead of Coastal. They're ranked 21 in the AP, and Coastal's ranked 25. That kind of stuff happens, but I think, like, usually Sunbelt teams with losses don't show up in the rankings. But 
also, I want to state how annoyed I am that Coastal gets ranked before we ever get ranked. Well, we just got to beat them. That's all. We just got to show well, them. We would have been ranked at before we got ranked. Yeah. I think we would have done well if we had the same season, the same games. If we, if we swapped places, I think we would have started out pretty well. I think we would have beaten Kansas. I mean, I mean, we're like two plays away from being undefeated and maybe ranked. So, right. yeah, true story. True story. Uh, so, yeah, that was last week. I mean, there was Texas State, USA, whatever. We talked about Troy, East Carolina, East Car- Kentucky. Why do you want to call them Carolina? Because no one cares about Eastern Kentucky. Uh, I mean, does anybody really care about East Kentucky? Like, like I would assume that Kentucky is kind of like West Virginia. Take it. You know, we don't want it anyways. Uh, yeah. So this week's game, Sunbelt Games, uh, Arky stayed at Appy. Appalachian is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a game where I'd probably take Arkansas State in that game. You're giving 12-and-a-half points to Appalachian? I don't know. I could see taking Arkansas State there. Yeah. They got a good offense. I mean, our defense wasn't playing you know, up to its standards, but their offense is good. Yeah. Another game, uh, Lafayette is playing at Birmingham UAB over here. The funny thing is, so uh, Lafayette is ranked at 21st, and UAB is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. Wow, that's kind of surprising. Wow, yeah. I, uh, that's how, that, I think that just justifies that Lafayette has no business being ranked. So it's that figured, number, man. So Vegas has put you know millions of dollars into figuring out these point spreads, and if they're taking UAB one-and-a-half over a 21-ranked Lafayette, Lafayette has got no business being ranked 21. Yeah, is UAB ranked? <laughs> no, not at I don't all. know, man. I don't. I don't pay attention to these other teams. Neither do I. I've got no idea. I just feel like you didn't know, like you were surprised. Like, well, how could you even ask such a thing? Well, Coastal Carolina is ranked. What do you want from me? Yeah, and then uh, Georgia Southern heads up to uh, or over to the Coastal. Yeah, there's some chatter on the boards from some of our esteemed members that. Southern takes coastal. I, I just don't see that. I don't know. I mean, Southern gets to see um, option play on their defense every single week when they're practicing. So coastal has been doing a lot of option shit. So I, I feel like uh, Southern gets up for app enough, and that's about it. So here's the thing, though. Uh, technically, by the numbers, we want Georgia Southern to win this game. Go Southern. Wow. By the Wait, number. what? No. Yeah. How does that work? Well, new podcast title is is Tim is a Southern fan. <laughs> no, I so I get it. I get it. I see it. Coastal is the win. <laughs> we have we have two we have two Sunbelt losses. Obviously, we're compete. We believe that we're competing with Coastal App and Southern and this whole thing. I mean, I guess Troy as well. Uh, if we went out, that's not good enough because Coastal, you know, we, we have two losses. and But fortunately, App and Coastal and Southern and Troy all play each other, so we'll f- figure out something else that way. But technically, as it stands right now, by the math, we are wanting Coastal to lose this game. 
I'll I'll wait until the last until the last week of the regular season to start rooting for Southern to 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 win. No, I'm still I'm still rooting for the chickens. I don't care. I'm never going to root for Southern. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we can wait though. You know, like before we're like, okay, we finally need the help. The help. So. No, yeah, that's that's why that game sucked so bad last week to lose because we were still in control at that point. Yeah, you guys control. got so mad at me for rooting for uh, Lafayette. Screw Lafayette. I know, but you guys, you guys like were like, no, we just went out, and I'm like, yeah, but I'd rather have the padding, you know. If Lafayette would have won, we'd have some padding. I know. I I, I understand the math, but I also just don't. I have issues. That's true. That's true. Maybe you that's know, what really bad. Our really hates Louisiana. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, all right, we're out, hitting an hour, so let's just uh, uh, look at uh, the other uh, team games. I'm not going to talk about power rankings because at this point, I don't care about them. Uh, men's soccer is killing it. They beat they beat up on the Georgia Southern last week, three zero. Congrats, men's really. soccer. All right. They're seven one overall, two and one in conference. They're second place. They're second place in the Sun Belt. There's only four teams that are playing soccer right now in the Sun Belt. <laughs> Who's in first? Coastal. Damn it! I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> uh, but but if it makes it any better, uh, Georgia Southern's in last place. They they have won. Feels one, better. Georgia Southern has won one game and it's out of conference. That's all they've done all season long. So that's fun. Uh, women's soccer is doing pretty well. They are seven one and two overall, five one and two in conference. They're second. They're, there's actually teams playing in Sun Belt, so they're second in the East. They'd be third overall. Uh, they tied Southern last week two two, better than a loss. And then women's cross country wrapped up their season. Regular season on the SBC Championship last week. Uh, the only games we got coming up, men's soccer, is at Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas is that like FCS program that just ends up popping up on everyone's schedule that I look at. Like every team we play have played Central Arkansas in football, and now we're playing them in soccer. Women's soccer has got USA and volleyball is uh, playing three game series at App State. So don't mention our record, right? They're not doing so hot. I didn't even put it down, so probably not. Okay. <laughs> They're That's working on it. Be, guys. They're working on it. They're working on it. They're working on it. We're working on it. We should be good at volleyball. We should be a volleyball powerhouse. Volleyball is played in like big door or big door, like big arenas and indoors or medium arenas indoors. Georgia State owns a bunch of buildings. We should be good at volleyball. That's my reasoning. Okay. I like it. That's all I got, guys. What else you got? Last call. Anything. Last call. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Thanks Ryan and uh, Tim for being here. Special thanks to Scott for joining us. Good times as always. Uh, We were all head over to Last Call. We'll uh, be a little more drunk and talk a little more shit and have a little more fun. Woo! Woo! That's all I got. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. 
And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.